The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning, Jeff Shannon, right here again for another Sumner County Spotlight. You know, I had, if you listen to my show, you know that we have, have mentioned there are tons of things that are going on here in Middle Tennessee. A lot of events, the weather's getting great. We had to reach out to our friend Deanne DeWitt because, and she's always busy, by the way, always coming up always with things. Busy. And Deanne, thanks for coming in the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. You've been busy this past year. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a good project worth doing. So. That's right. So we had, uh, what, a year or so ago, right. we had the barn raising event. Exactly. First annual Music yeah. and Fall Festival. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I see that on October 16th, we have something else coming up. We do. It's the second annual Music and Fall Festival. Okay, so this is going to be the second. It's just named differently. We changed the name. Yeah, we have a new we have a new beneficiary, okay. and so our hope is to create a permanent event. We want to use this space at the Comer Barn every year to bring the community together, and I th- think that this will be just the first of many types of events that will be there at that property. Yeah. But this year, because we're not benefiting the barn, um, I'll tell you more about who we're benefiting. Okay. But the new name is Koopalaloo, or <laughs> trying, however you might want to say it. How do you say it? I was saying Koopapalooza. Koopala. Yeah, well, if, yeah. Yeah. C-U-P-O-L-A-L-O-O. That. Exactly. Just just search okay. Koopalaloo. In fact, you know what? That's one of the benefits. If you Google Koopalaloo, you're not going to find many things out there. So yeah. you'll does find that, us. Does that word mean something? Well, the first part of the word is Koopala. Mm-hmm. And if you look, uh, if you look up or Google a, a cupola, you'll see images of kind of a little bump out that you would see typically on top of a barn or maybe on the Capitol building on the top of a rotunda. You would see a cupola. So never yeah, knew that. Look around Sumner County at the top <laughs> of a lot of buildings. You'll see weather vanes. Is that do they have one of those out at uh, Liberty uh, Creek? There is. There's a, a few cupolas at that, Liberty Creek, and there, there's our copper and pretty fancy yeah. we could have another show about that yes indeed so the second annual is a music and fall festival people that are not familiar with the comar barn area kind of give them a description and how it's going to lay out how it's going to work parking those kinds of things oh sure the, the old stone barn some people call it the comer barn other people might have different names for it but it is right across from the the chocolate covered strawberry right next to our sumner tourism tourism offices mm-hmm. and it's right there where gallatin and hendersonville meet right off nashville pike so it couldn't be a better location in front of the barn we'll have a main stage Uh, We have food trucks there on the parking lot area. We'll have a bunch of vendors, activities for the kids. We'll have all sorts of crafts and princesses and superheroes and face painters. And we have a giant Simon Says competition. We'll have to talk about that, too. So anyway, we have all those things. And they'll just create a big halo around the the barn. And so um, if you came last year, we weren't quite sure how big the event would be and how much space we needed. Mm -hmm. So we had things stretched out a little bit more. But parking will be right there in front of the barn. You'll come in and parking is free and so you'll park there in front of the barn but then everything else will be circled right there in front of the barn so So great backdrop so is there a charge to get in for this we do have general admission tickets they're on sale this week um, at an early bird price so they're 15 dollars for general admission wow yeah but kids 12 and under you know how much they are Uh, let me guess yes free (laughs) i love the word free (laughs) free everybody loves free yeah now are you gonna have a vip tent thing or a 
something well, like that. So here's the you know the rest of the story, if you will. We, we last year when we did our event, it was a Saturday afternoon event, and it was great. Um, we had a ton of live music and kind of the same atmosphere that we're going for. But uh, when we picked this year's event, we were also thinking a Saturday. Well, there's a guy named Kid Rock that was starting to plan a big event, and I heard he was about thinking that. about taking our date. And we said, well, let's just move away from that and not try to compete with Kid Rock this year, maybe mm-hmm. next year. But so we are doing this on a Sunday afternoon, and I think what's going to work out really cool is that we have a crowd of people, of, you know, a lot of church crowd, but they're looking for brunch on Sunday afternoon. I love a good Sunday brunch, yes. so that's the VIP experience. We'll have okay. a VIP brunch, okay. mimosas and chaladas. Do okay. you know what a chalada is? I've, I've heard that word, but what's involved with that? Well, it's a little bit more typical in the Mexican restaurants. Okay. You'll see them. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a spicy tomato juice mixed with beer. And it's kind of like a, a, a Bloody Mary maybe okay. taste. But anyway, it's really good. So wow. it'll go great well, with our little mini quiches and sandwiches. And so we have a great VIP brunch ticket. But then anybody who's not at the in the VIP tent, that we'll have a bunch of food trucks. Okay. Well, they, they love those. There's some great food trucks around. Oh, my I'm gosh. There's so many. Especially dessert ones. I love those. <laughs> well, you know, there's a there's a few different vendors, but I have to yeah. have to say the mini donut days is my favorite because they drop those things right when you order them and they come out hot and love gooey it. and delicious. Love so. it, love it. Now, you did mention music. Yeah. What's our lineup this year? I think Pajana our lineup spot. is so fun because <laughs> it's so eclectic. We have a, a, a big variety. Kicking off the event at noon is this great young group called Jake and Shelby, and I can't wait for you to hear them. They are just awesome. If I'm not mistaken, you might hear them pretty soon. Well, guess what? They're on our next segment. So they're, oh, fantastic. They're in the green room warming up right now. So we're. Oh, no way. Yeah. Ah, Gosh. you've been notified that... I think they're almost ready. So that's great. So we got Jake and Shelby. So Jake and Shelby, and um, they're they're just awesome. Lucas Collier is returning for the second year. This kid, he was part of our show last year. He started off the show. He's 13 last year. He's 14 this year. But he has been all over the place. He's at the Nashville Farmer's Market every month. Mm-hmm. He's on Broadway. He's at 3rd and Lindsley. So super cool that we've got that kind of young talent coming right out of Sumner County. We have a group called the Lug Nuts, and they are uh, bluegrass out of Lafayette, and they have just... just just a bunch of fun. Another group called Time. Uh, Time is a... Oh, yeah, our buddies in Time. You yes. know them, huh? I always introduce them and I say, it's time it's for time. That's the right way to say it, I That's think. Right. Yeah. 50s or 60s, 60s and 70s, classic rock band. And, and 80s, I think they I think do some, some of that. 80s. But that, they, hey, they jam it. They, so that's going to be fun. They're a lot of fun. Billy Gaines is on the lineup. Is he coming? Really? Billy Gaines, you've seen oh, Billy? Billy Heard is Billy. awesome. Yeah. Isn't he awesome? So I think he's going to have the perfect touch for a Sunday afternoon oh, also. Sure. And then Chris Golden and his friends will be a closing act that he'll start at five o'clock. So mm-hmm. we have live music on the hour, every hour starting at noon. And like I said, a pretty eclectic, fun lineup. I think there is something for everyone. Well, it sounds like a loads of fun. Sunday, October 16th, down at the Comer Barn area, right next to the Summer County Tourism Building. Yeah, I mean, you can't miss it. You'll have plenty of parking there so they come in they'll be directed to where to go yep. then you'll have vendors throughout the area all yep all just circled around the the stage and the food trucks and everything will be all there together nice and easy to get to can so. they bring their fur babies service dogs only this year please okay <laughs> <laughs> that would be our request but yeah. i have to tell you about the beneficiary because oh yes we got to talk about that yeah when we so we incorporated the preservation foundation of sumner county two years ago that, that barn you know where we're having this event it, it's really special to this community mm-hmm. um, and I've been looking for a, a solution for that and we do have a good solution we would need a whole nother segment to talk about that but in any case that's why we incorporated the foundation that's why last year we raised money to support the barn <laughs> I am so sorry Can, have you keep hearing my little 
boop, beeps in the background. You're being notified. You're busy. I Come told on. you. You did. You told everybody I'm busy. I did. I so, know. So last year it was the barn raising to support the barn. But this year we've, we've got a good plan for the barn. And so we want to continue to benefit other organizations, entities, uh, locations mm-hmm. that really create a sense of place that really define the identity of Sumner County. So we want to keep finding projects that we can support and bring together. So this year the beneficiary is the Sumner County Museum. Yes. Um, and they have, if you didn't know this, they have four different properties everywhere from the west side of the Gallatin Square to further east towards Sumner Regional Hospital. They have multiple buildings. They have a mm. great strategic plan. So some exciting things coming from the Sumner County Museum. So we're going to support their projects. And we're also starting an essay contest for our high school seniors. Uh, well, that's and, interesting. And, I've, and I know the VFW does something like that. And I think it's it's, it's a great tool to use. Right. Yeah. You know, I think like the VFW, we want to create opportunities to plant seeds in our young people and, and just bring awareness to things that are really important. And in, in this case, planting seeds of preservation to think long term about why this area is special and, mm-hmm. and what is our identity. I think that'll be a fun essay. Can't wait to read the responses. So there'll, there'll be everybody has to write about the one topic. And yeah. what is it? What is that going to be? The topic is identity. And OK, asking for our, our seniors to to compose an essay about what is the identity of Sumner County. And why is that special? Why is it important to preserve? Yeah. So we have all our details, sumnerpreservation.org forward slash essay contest. We'll get you information about that. But sumnerpreservation.org, you can get to all the information about our events and mm-hmm. our mission, our purpose, our projects in the past. And you're on social media as well. Yes, Facebook. Yeah. Find, us, find it there too. Exactly. <laughs> I think everybody lives on social media. It does seem <laughs> you know? that way. You know, it's a good way. <laughs> so Sunday, October 16th, folks, you got to write this down. Now it is a Sunday, so a little different, you know, right. than a Saturday or a during the week kind of a project, but it's going to support the Sumner County Museum, which is, you know, a great cause. They're doing some great things over there. And the Koopa, Koopa Lalu, I'm, I'm, I'm getting better, second annual music and fall festival. We're talking with Deanne DeWitt. You just stay so busy. How do you have time to put these things together, you know? <laughs> There's always time for a good project, and yeah. I am very blessed that uh, I'm not on somebody's payroll right now, so mm-hmm. I can I can invest my time and and just try to contribute and give back. So who do you have helping you with this? I oh, know it's have, just just you. <laughs> yeah, we got a great team of. Let's see, we've had I have Darius Scott, Carrie Ross, um, April Barker helped us get a start. Uh, Kimberly Hayes, Scott Sprouse has done the graphics. If you haven't, so go find this uh, event and, and see our event flyer because Scott put a very special touch yeah. on it, and those are going to be on our T-shirts, and I think they will become a great collector item. No, yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah, you got to have fun with this, and of course, the, I think the music this year is is phenomenal, and you know, Chris Golden always does a great job out there so he uh he's bringing some friends and yeah. he'll give us a surprise with that yes he will <laughs> yes he will he is he's such a great entertainer yeah. and it is so fun to see him he's been everywhere lately too him and the goldens and you know mm-hmm. his dad and his brother they've been uh lighting up different stages and festivals and uh here in nashville so and they're also talented elizabeth is amazing his daughter his is daughter. just a phenomenal plays yeah. the fiddle and she's got a great voice i mean they've been at the grand Ole opry i mean they're just they're doing some great things out they there are. so you want to hear some great music you got to come out to this event on october 16th Coupa Lalu. and if i can give a plug to our sponsors yes. uh, volunteer state bank uh, was our our lead sponsor last year and they stepped in right away to to be our our presenting sponsor again so i just want to give them a huge shout out for their leadership and their constant and support. We also have sponsorship 
from Newton Motor Group, Collier Wealth Management, Goodall Homes, Wilson Bank and Trust, and Simmons Bank, and a whole bunch of others sure. are out there. But <laughs> let me just say, you know, something like this that really gives back to our community mm-hmm. and is looking to continue to contribute. You know, we really appreciate our sponsors. So if somebody wanted to get information about this or to get it, do you have to get the tickets ahead of time or is it something you can buy? Well, if you want to get your early bird ticket price tickets, you So they want to just head over to the website. I know you have an Eventbrite thing, but that's too long to read on air. Nobody could remember all those numbers, but they would just head over to where? To our Facebook page, Preservation Foundation of Sumner County. You can find us on Facebook and that'll get you everything you need to know. And they'll link you right to it. Just hit that and you're on the way. But go ahead and and get that because it's going to be an incredible event, uh, a lot of fun, and the weather's going to be awesome. I think so. If it's like anything like this, this is amazing, (laughs) you know, if it stays like this. We're talking with Deanne DeWitt again, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, Koopa Lalu, a second annual music and fall festival down at the Comer Barn area that's going to be over there at uh, 2310 Nashville Pike in Gallatin. Uh, So check that out Sunday, October 16th. Deanne, uh, thank you so much. And by the way, and I know you're ready for this, we have Jake and Shelby coming in. We're going to talk to them. They're one of our entertainers at Kupaladu. See, I'm getting it better. And we're going to hear from them right here on Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Summer County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Summer County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. All right, it's Sunday morning, and that means it's Sumner County Spotlight right here with Jeff Shannon. We're glad to have you visiting with us. Now, don't forget, this is going to be on our podcast page at whinradio.com uh, starting this afternoon. It's going to be up there. You want to play this thing back because you're, you're about to hear something really special. And guess what? It's happening right here in Sumner County. These folks are right here. I want to introduce Jake and Shelby. Welcome Hello. to the show. Hello. Wow. Thank you for having us. Yes. No, absolutely, man. This is uh, when our, our good friend Kevin Lawson called us and and told us about you and what was happening uh it's so exciting because we have folks right here in sumner county you're just blowing up the internet social media is going crazy uh celebrities are going crazy over you guys and it's it's amazing i guess we let's do a little background so shelby go ahead and kick it off and so something that's interesting about us is that we live like four minutes away from each other and we didn't even know that for a long time until we started going to cedarstone school of music together in Mm -hmm. like 2019 Mm -hmm. and we met in an acapella group there called platinum and not that long after we started doing music together and we realized that it was like something that we both really enjoyed Mm -hmm. so we decided to keep doing that and here we are <laughs> now you write yeah. together as well yeah we yeah. started that's kind of how we started we started just like writing songs we felt like we were writing good songs <laughs> and it was fun so we we're like let's keep doing this and so it kind of just kept going now we're here <laughs> yeah so how did you come up with this name jake and shelby that's so hard um, to come up with <laughs> yeah it took a lot of thinking <laughs> no, no. yeah we we just wanted something simple and easy to remember so we're like let's just do our names and it, it, totally yeah. easy to remember wow yeah now you're all over social media so i let's let's throw out some social media uh shout outs there on where they can find you um on our social media it's jake and shelby official it's we're on tiktok and instagram and we're on facebook too i think we're on like most of them but we usually do like tiktok and instagram and we post every day like a cover usually a day mm-hmm. and we do some original stuff on there too so you okay. should definitely check that out yeah we also just started a youtube channel oh, and yes. it's also just jake and shelby it doesn't have official in that one so if you search up jake and shelby you can see that and we have like lyric videos for our newest release that just came out and we'll have like live videos that are like longer than what you can put on like tiktok and stuff. right so you are going to do some music videos to the songs yes okay yeah because you got enough crew out here. You got the whole uh, 
you know film crew out here following you that's great you got to document <laughs> yes. this because this is yeah. the beginning you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. it's like great things are going to happen and i come to find out i am your first mm-hmm. you are Our thank first, you for having yes. us wow. again <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be great so we have koopa baloo coming up koopa lalu so a lot of things are happening what do you have coming up yeah, so the Koopaloo Festival is our main show that's coming up, and we are super excited for that. We're also focusing a lot on just, like, socials and working on those and also getting music out for everyone on, like, streaming. But the Koopaloo is our main event that's coming up, and we're super excited for that. And we know our booking agent is working on getting us a lot more shows. That's right. That's why they get paid the big bucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's going to be great. And then pretty soon, mm-hmm. you're going to be so busy, you're not going to know what to do with yourself. So <laughs> We'll see. Just yeah. rake in the money. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to get a show bus. And that's down the road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> More expenses. So with these songs that you come, you, show, you write originals. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and you do that together. And how many of those have you collabed on, and what's happening with that? I mean, I think we've probably we've written probably about ten songs together so okay. far. We've been in a duo since January. January, yeah. We we've probably we've done probably around ten. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's so uh, exciting to watch your videos that you do. They're just so intimate. They're close. They're tight. And you can hear you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes they they, you, they record these in a room and you're it's all echo. You know what I mean? But this way we can actually hear your harmonies, uh, how they blend mm-hmm. together, which I think are superb. Thank so, you. Thank you. In fact, I think we should uh, take a listen to one. Yeah. You have a new project you're getting ready to release. Yes. Well, actually, it came out September, uh, September 23rd. 23rd. Yes. So okay. like a few weeks ago, it is a cover of the song "Sway," and it's actually a song that we. It's a song that we did with Michael Buble. No, wait a minute. Hold on. Him. Hold on. <laughs> you, you do this with Michael Buble. Yes. So this is a song that Michael Buble covered. Okay. If you probably, I think he did it in like 2003, and it was like a TikTok sound for a while, and we're like, let's just do a cover of it because we thought it was a good song, and it ended up doing really well, and we actually got to like, long story short, we ended up singing with Michael Buble like at his concert at Bridgestone, like backstage before he went on because. He saw it and really liked it, and pretty much invited us to go sing it with him. So he person. saw he saw the post that you did. Yes. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> yeah. crazy. So he had that, and then invited you backstage to do yes. this. So yeah, we got to yeah, pretty much we got to sing backstage with him in person, and it's like it's like videoed and everything. It's on our social media. Yeah, I mean that's great. Well, let's kick it off. Let's uh, give him a sample here. Yeah. So this is sweat. <laughs> When the rimba rhythm starts to play Dance with me, make me sway Like a lazy ocean hugs the shore Hold me close, sway me more Like a flower bending in the breeze Bend with me, sway with these When we dance you have a way with me Stay with me, sway with me Other dancers may be on the floor Dear, but my eyes will see only you Only you have that magic technique When we sway I go weak I can hear the sounds of violence Long before it begins Make me thrill as only you know how Sway me smooth, sway me now Mm-hmm. 
Dancers may be on the floor, dear, but my eyes will see only you. Only you have that magic technique. When we sway, I go weak. When marimba rhythms start to play, dance with me, making me sway like a lazy ocean hugs the shore. Hold me close, sway me more Like a flower bending in the breeze Bend with me, sway with these When we dance you've got away with me Stay with me, sway with me When we dance you have away with me Stay with me, sway with me when we dance, you have a way with me Stay with me, sway with me uh, You heard it right here at Sumner County Spotlight. Jake and Shelby right there with uh, their version of Sway and Phenomenal. Thank you. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. the harmonies, you know, I would. it's just crazy. I mean, not that you're similar, but the harmonies are like Dan and Shay. I mean, those guys... It's just amazing how they they can do that, and it, but your vibrato and I told you this before. <laughs> I just love it. Thank and you so much. And the song that I was kicking before that, that Callie Wilson did mm-hmm. on the voice was Wicked. Oh, so okay. if you think about those areas we <laughs> okay, could draw yeah. yeah. vibrato, so amazing. So, so you have this song, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you have many others. And what's kind of next coming up with the songwriting? Working on anything special? We are working on songwriting, but also right now we're kind of more focused on covers because that's like the main thing that we've been doing on social media so far and Mm -hmm. we kind of want to like do songs that like hopefully people would know before so like maybe if they're looking up the song they'll like find us like covering the song so well from what i understand a lot of people have already found you yes (laughs) yeah we've we've already got a lot so yeah (laughs) yeah it's kind of like a mix between like people on social media and also like where you listen to music because like there's going to be a lot of people who come to us from listening to like don't even know we have social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we want to get yeah. those people too. But we're also working a lot in the studio right now on our originals and are really excited to be getting those like ready to where we can actually release them for everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's, is it always going to be just the, the duo, just the two of you, or do you have a, a band you can use sometimes? Or As of now, we're just playing the, just the two of us. Okay. But Which we, sounds great to me. <laughs> we would love to like get a band together probably like for live shows down the road, but right now we're staying with just the two of us. Okay. Well, just keep doing what you're doing because it's sounding pretty awesome, I would say. <laughs> so, you guys went to Cedar Stone. Yes. yes. Okay. And how long did you go there? Um, I think I've been there for like four years now. Yeah. And that's where I met Jake too. He, we went to the same school too because we live like so close together. But I still didn't know him from there. I met him at Cedar Stone. Yeah, we were in different grades, so. So you didn't know each other sang or no? Or <laughs> no, we didn't know each other and... before until like we ended up in the same acapella group at Cedar Stone. Yeah, with with Cedar Stone, I mean, they got a great program over there and always producing some great talent. There's a guy over there. I think he is. Is he still there? I think his name's Kevin. Kevin. Yes. Kev- Kevin. Um, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're always teasing, but yeah, you guys are producing some great stuff, and uh, the school is awesome. It's just you know when this kind of thing happens, it's like it's not like it's immediate because you've been working on this for a little bit. It's not like an overnight yeah. success kind of thing. A lot of people think that happens. You just start showing up and getting exposure because of the social media. Years ago, we didn't have that. 
you yeah. know yeah. so you, you it was hard to really get discovered you had to do gigs and hopefully somebody would see you mm-hmm. but now you got to have that social media presence which mm-hmm. i think from from the numbers that i'm seeing uh, people are going to have to start taking notice of you so <laughs> get ready <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you'll take that. Hey, do you got anything else that you can play for us? Yeah, we'd love to play an original. Let's do Challenger Choosing You. <laughs> yeah, we should be releasing this one next year. I'm so excited to get out <laughs> some of our original music. I think that's going to be super exciting. This one is just about how relationships can obviously be very challenging, but sometimes it can definitely be worth that challenge. Let's hear it. Jake and Shelby right here on Summer County Spotlight. these clouds to move Nothing else that we can do You said to just be here for you But it's just not that easy When I'm tired Stuck on borrowed time I just can't sleep at night I can't make up my mind But when you open it, it's on it Love is growing in the garden I get so high You make me feel like the sun stands But when you blow, you pull me harder Nothing's glowing in the darkness I'm just caught in the middle There's nothing I can do That's the challenge of choosing Challenge of choosing you You always break and hit the ground The pain is hard to swallow down But you hold back and shut me out I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be Running circles on repeat Lost in the passenger seat Darkness. 
Jake and Shelby right here on the Sumner County Spotlight. That was uh, that was awesome. You got Thank more you. more in the mm-hmm. works. Yes. You, you got to keep you yes. busy doing some songwriting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, covers are great. Mm-hmm. And I, I I love the fact that you got to release a lot of these covers uh, to let people see your range and all the different kind of uh, genre you can do. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you start doing that new stuff, it's going to kick in. So, all right, Jake and Shelby, they're going to be performing at Coupa La Lou on October the 16th, uh, Second Annual Music and Fall Festival, and it, it's going to happen down at the Comer Barn area. So, guys, I, thank you so much. I know you're, you're getting ready to head out of town and do some great things, so thanks for coming and visiting. Thank well, thank you. you so much for having us. Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Summer County Spotlight. Your host, Jeff Shannon, will be back next Sunday at 10 o'clock right here with more of Summer County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Summer County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Summer County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Summer County Spotlight with Jeff Shannon. And uh, this Sunday morning, we have a couple of new guests here in the studio. And we have none other than the infamous Clark Flat. <laughs> and Clark is the president of the Jason Foundation. And then we also have his chief communication officer, Brett Marciel. Thank you for having me. I got it right. You did. Oh, I'm pretty good at that, I guess. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. But and, and those of you who fans of the show, we had Clark on, I don't know, a year or so ago. Yeah. And it was just such incredible information with what you're doing. And now uh, I met Brett, what, a week or so ago at a Chamber Leads event, and I was just uh, so amazed at what you guys are doing now, the events that are happening, the education factor. But let's let's back it up. Clark, let everybody know a little bit about how you formulated this uh, this foundation and what its purpose is. Uh, Jeff, it's, it's, a, it's an honor to be here and, and, and getting the message, sharing the message, raising the positive conversation about, uh, not about just suicide, but that suicide is preventable. It is if we can do nothing else but that, uh, you know, we've been successful. But yes, I, we are the Jason. This is really an opportune time for us. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary this month, October of, of 2022. We actually started officially October 1st of 1997, and so it's uh, it is a time that uh, by having these these 25 years, it's been phenomenal. We're proud to call Hendersonville our home base. Uh, we have our corporate office right off on Volunteer Drive and uh, been here since day one. So that's very important for me, and I'll share a little bit about how we got started. Of course, prior to that, I was in the insurance field, but on July the 16th, 1997, I lost my youngest son, Jason, who was age 16 at the time, to to what we have dubbed the silent epidemic of youth suicide, youth and young adult suicide. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until after I lost Jason that I I had some good friends encourage me to understand what happened. Not the method, but what what was this thing called suicide? And like most people are listening to this as a parent or a caretaker or uh, a teacher, pastor, um, you know, I went to every PTO and PTA, uh, every church meeting about drugs, alcohol, even a form of bullying back then. Bullying's not new. Mm. The way we're doing it is new, Mm -hmm. but it's not new. I did all these things in order to try to prepare to make sure my two boys had the best and the safest childhood they could have and and the best opportunities for adulthood. Mm -hmm. So I had done all these things, but yet here it was July the 16th, 1997, that I find that my youngest son had taken his life. It wasn't until that, after all this stuff of preparing to try to make it safe for him, that I went on the website and uh, typed in 
youth suicide. Uh, and the first thing that came up was from the CDC saying at that time youth suicide was the third leading cause of death for ages 15 to 24. That was really the beginning of the Jason Foundation when I saw that stat. Because mm-hmm. as I said, I've tried to prepare uh, to, to make it as safe and as nurturing as I could for my, for my family, my two boys. And yet no one had ever brought up suicide, the, the fact that it was a threat, fact of how to look at the warning signs, let alone what to do should you see them, or the threat it was in general to the families. And so when we saw that, a group of friends and families said that we wasn't going to let Jason become a silent statistic to right. this silent epidemic. And we formed the Jason Foundation in October simply with the idea to educate parents, mm-hmm. uh, not to scare them. Not to make them crisis counselors, but to educate them into understanding that this was a, a notable threat, a third leading cause of death at that time for our young people, and how to recognize those warning signs and then what you could do once you saw those. So we started out very humbly mm. doing as we were talking before we started. We were Our first programs were doing the Xerox machine, running them off, <laughs> and, and then, uh, you know, taking the hole punchers and punching holes and putting them in three ring binders and yeah. and going out and, and talking in person as much as we could. But we've come a long way since that time. Yes, and you've learned a lot. Yes, sir. I mean, 25 years uh, of this, It's it, as you look back on it, it's probably flown by. It has, and, and, and really where, where the need. It's not – I get a lot of the accolades or our team does – but it's been a, a – we get some of the best people now in the nation that work sure. with. Some of the new modules Brett will be talking about. You know, we had some of the leading suicidologists in the nation. We're talking about from Los Angeles, from Florida, uh, come in and help create these uh, particular modules. Uh, we call on these folks across the nation to help sure make sure that we're having the best information available, most current information. Uh, and and so it's it's we're learning a lot, but we're learning a lot every day on this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that things are changing, and you have to stay on top of it. Not only the information itself, but how you deliver that information. Sure. And over the years, what do you think? And this might put you on the spot, but what what is one of the biggest things you've learned since formulating this uh, foundation? Well, and, and what we've learned is is the magnitude of it. Yes, you know, it, it, I can tell you it uh, you know, on July the fifteenth of some of that year of nineteen ninety six. If you'd asked me to draw a picture or pick out a picture of someone who would take his or her own life, it would have not looked anything like Jason. Nothing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. We're a middle income family. All this going on, no drug or alcohol, problem, you know, everything to live for, as you hear them say. Mm-hmm. What I've learned is that Jason was a was a. Uh, was a almost poster child for that number one person that we are losing back then to suicide and that we still used to lose today. That's probably our hardest challenge also, Jeff, when we're talking to communities mm-hmm. is getting people to take that predisposed picture out of their head of someone that looks like that yeah. and see that their own children, grandchildren, the kid next door, the kid in your Sunday school class or the Girl Scouts, boys, those are the kids by far that are greater at risk for, for being a statistic. Well, and I've just been astounded, especially like in, in the past year, at what a thing and the statistics of the amount of suicide that's going on with, with these children. And when you say children, we're going anywhere from, I guess, what age all the way up to right. the current. That they, the mental health crisis is a crisis. What's going on in, the, in their heads these days it's a serious thing and it's increasing you know if we look nationally now think about this jeff nationally 
the second leading cause of death for ages 10 to 24 is suicide. You That's know, amazing. If you have a son or daughter, grandson or granddaughter in that 10 to 24 in, on a national basis, in Tennessee and, and Brett will share some of that, doing a little better in Tennessee, mm-hmm. nationally the second most likely thing to take their life is suicide. How many people are aware of that threat? How they many don't. people are aware of that danger? And that is one of the greatest dangers about suicide within itself. By not being aware. Now, you don't have to get up every morning saying, is my son or daughter suicidal? Mm-hmm. But you have to be have it in the back of your mind that, yes, this is something that happens rapidly. We're losing 127 kids per week That's, to suicide. Anything else yeah. we'd be up in arms about. Yeah. We have to start that conversation. Do what you're doing here. Start yeah. the conversation, talking about it, getting people alerted to the issue. Then comes the part of learning more about how, uh, how you can recognize those warning signs and what are the resources available. So speaking of warning signs, can you give us a few of those, like what parents need to look for? And Brett, Brett, come on in here. Absolutely. So four out of five individuals who are considering suicide give some sign of their intention. Uh, This can be verbally, behaviorally, or Mm -hmm. both. Mm -hmm. One of the leading causes of suicide attempts across all ages, not just youth, young adults, but, but into adults as well, is depression. And so that's something we need to be on the lookout for. And this can be exhibited in many different ways, but out of character behaviors is definitely one of those that should stick out to you. Mm -hmm. So if we are still sticking on this, youth, young adult is that cheerleader, that football player who spent three years throughout their high school career playing, all of a sudden deciding that they don't want to continue anymore. Is that young person in a band all of a sudden deciding that 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 no longer interests them? Well, and the parents will look at it and say, what do they have to be depressed about? They're doing great in school. They got all these great friends. They're so active. They got a great personality, but they're in depression. Yeah, you know, there's been two major studies done by the CDC and and the U.S. Surgeon General over the last 10 years on, on in depressive acts or depression in children or adolescent, I'd rather mm-hmm. say. And, and they said you know, over one out of 10, can, if they were interviewed randomly, would be declared clinically depressed. And, and wow. one out of 10 of our youth. And, and what we want to add to that is, uh, Jeff, and, and I hate COVID. You know, right now, we order something and they say, you can't get it on time because of COVID. You know, we're all hearing mm-hmm. that. I'm getting yeah. tired of hearing yeah. <laughs> I can't get ink because the yeah. people putting the boxes together can't yeah. get the box stuff. But there's a lot of truth to that. We're just now, just now seeing the true impact of the pandemic on mental and emotional health of our youth and young adults. And I wish I could paint a better picture, but from what we see, Brett, Mm -hmm. and what we have seen and the people we work with across the country, we're seeing it ramp up faster and faster. Uh, There's areas you can't even find uh, adolescent beds for hospitalization. And and I'm afraid this is gonna go on for three to five more years. That's, I'm I'm just amazed that it's such a thing and that our kids are going through this. And for the most part, none of the parents really know that what they're going through. Right, you look at the things, you know, the things for the, you, you social isolate. We had to do it. I'm not, I'm not down on the government for anything, but we had to, to react to the ways, best way we could treat this pandemic was mm-hmm. break it away, keep people away from each other. But when you look at what builds anxiety and depression, social isolation, pure disruption, disruption in your usual activity, starting and stopping schools, Mm -hmm. everything that could be a danger thing, we have thrown at our adolescents and young adults over the past two and a half years. We're going to see the results of that, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's sad. You started to to jump in about some, some signs that parents 
good look at, Brett. And you, you it laid it a little bit like changing habits and things like that. What are some of the other signs parents should be looking for? Yes, absolutely. So we also need to be cognizant of suicidal threats. Mm-hmm. You know, these can be veiled, uh, such as I don't want to be here anymore, or you won't miss me much longer, or they can be explicit. They mm-hmm. can come out and, and straight away say, I'm going to kill myself. Mm-hmm. We also see a preoccupation with death and possibly even suicide, and these can be found, uh, especially in young people, in their writings, essays, poems at school, artwork that oh, may be say projects yeah. as well. Drawing disturbing kinds of images. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Some of these chains of habits as well, we need to put a disclaimer on, right? Uh, having a change in the amount that a young person sleeps or the amount that they're eating more or less can be your typical teenage behavior, right? Mm -hmm. If an adolescent, a 14, 15 year old starts sleeping more, that's not something we obviously need to be concerned about. Mm -hmm. It is when multiple of these these factors, multiple of these signs are present Mm -hmm. uh, at one time that, that we need to be keeping an eye out on these young people. And, and when I talk about over an extended period of time, uh, we're talking about two weeks or greater. So if you mm-hmm. see multiple of these signs over a period of two weeks, then maybe that's when the conversation needs to be had. So if if, if a parent is listening to a child and they say something and they go, oh, they, you know, they, what, they didn't really mean it, right. they're just, you know, talking. When should they start taking it serious? I mean, from the yeah. very first onset, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. The first time, Jeff. That's where, now, <laughs> you know, the first time somebody says, oh, I wish I was dead. Yeah. You know, I will tell you, yes, I would agree with any person listening. 99.9% of the time the person says that is saying it out of frustration, mm-hmm. out of anger, mm-hmm. out of being disgusted. But how we respond to that, that person is telling us that. If we go, oh, man, you know, you think you had a bad day, or hey, it's going to get better, and we go on. We really hadn't addressed it. I think any time you hear, as as Brett talked about, not just I'm going to kill myself, but those more subtle ones like yeah. nobody would miss me if I wasn't here. We have to stop what we're doing and say, what did I just hear you say? Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about hurting yourself, are you? Man, that scares me when you even talk about that. We'd have to talk, man, I need you here. Or if it's a parent, what did you just say? That scares me. You know how my world would be without you? Let's talk. Why do you feel that way right now? They're probably going to say, no, hey, man, I'm just upset. Oh, okay, that's great. You're upset. But let me tell you, if you ever get that way, I'm here for you. And what you've done, you've built it in so that if they ever get to that point, they know mom, dad, my friend, my brother, my sister, my pastor, my teacher, they cared when I was just saying that out of frustration. If I come to them now, they're really going to take it serious. Well, and and, and they should, and because you, you you listen to it, and it's like, well, okay, they they just said that, but you start seeing more signs, or it's communicated in a different way. I I don't want to be here anymore. I I'm just better off dead. You know those kinds of things, and it's it's hard to to really absorb. So this is where I think education comes in, and we're going to take a break, and when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about education and some of the great things that the Jason Foundation is doing. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Sumner County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. Well, it's Sunday morning. That means it's Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. We're going to continue our conversation with Clark Flatt. He's the president of the Jason Foundation. And then, of course, our a good friend. <laughs> we know your name, Brett Marcial. It's kind of a fancy name. (laughs) 
So how did you become the uh, communication officer over here? I've been working with the Jason Foundation for over 11 years now, uh, coming up on my 12th, actually, around wow. the turn of the year. Yeah. I've done a little bit of everything at the foundation now started working with some of our offices throughout the country, focused in on some of the sports affiliations that that we work with, and then started transitioning over to a more marketing and communications role mm-hmm. as, as I grew into the foundation. Sure. Does this mean you, you're communicating with politicians and people in higher authorities and things like that? Like maybe the governor's getting involved? Yes, absolutely. So we've worked with several state officials, different media outlets, and so I'm responsible for coordinating those and having regular conversations with Good. with many different people across the country. Yeah, and I, I would think they would have an open ear to that because this is a serious thing. And, you know, Clark, I, I, you were rattling off some statistics, and we're just about to jump into some serious business now. Yes, I, I, I think so. And that's where and, and, and the things Brett's going to be sharing about the resources, I want to stress those are open to the people listening. Mm-hmm. We don't sell anything at the Jason Foundation. Right. If there's a resource there, you can go online and use it, and it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. But, yes, I mean, what we're preparing for is what we've talked about, the tsunami of mental health uh, issues rising out of the pandemic. We're already – we're not looking down if they're coming. They're here. It's just getting more and more and more. And, and un- regretfully, in my opinion, it is, it is not going to, to roll back anytime soon. But here in Tennessee specifically, we've been very fortunate. Uh, our Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services – very, very engaged. And we're talking about 18 months ago, 24 months ago, getting ready for this. Our Department of Education, both uh, Commissioner Williams with the Department of Mental Health and Commissioner Swin with education phenomenal leaders there but it also comes from the top we've met with uh, governor lee several times and he was really on that just like the level we're talking right here jeff Mm -hmm. he was really wanting how is this how do you see this affecting our families here in in tennessee not only how is it affecting what can we do Mm -hmm. to prepare for that what can we do to help get people to know where these resources are to help with this so we've been very fortunate in tennessee a lot of states are doing some very proactive things but i think tennessee has been almost a leader in what a state can can respond to well, I, I think it's a, it's a great thing, and I'm, I'm glad that's happening because it definitely is serious, and people need to really listen to what we're saying here today because it's it could affect you, and you just might not know oh, it. It will affect it, you. It, it, it will. It will affect everybody that's listening in some ways. It, it might be a friend or a friend of a friend, mm-hmm. but I will grant you this will touch everybody's life over the next several years. Yeah, and the resources that you all have I think is phenomenal. So if somebody calls the, the, the foundation, they're going to tell you what's going on, and you're you, they're usually at their wits end because they don't know where to turn. This is where you all come in, Brett, right? Absolutely. So we specialize mainly in the awareness and prevention side. Obviously, we do have resources that are available, national resources, in the event that you are concerned about a loved one or you are struggling through a rough period of Mm -hmm. time. But specifically to the Jason Foundation, we focus on the awareness and prevention of youth and young adult suicide. But we've been trending really in both directions with our program. We develop programs based on what we call the triangle of prevention model. So what we are attempting to do is to get to the three main areas of influence on a young person's life. Get them to know what warning signs to be aware of and what resources are out there Mm -hmm for when they find someone who may be struggling. So we have programs, as Clark mentioned, that are available 
available to you at no cost, then we can equip just about anyone in that young person's life with the programs that they may need to recognize someone who's struggling. Sure. And, and you'll go out and speak to organizations, the clubs, the Rotary Clubs, to schools. And, and I, if I'm correct, the, the schools are more welcoming have you all come in and talk we've been working with the school systems for <laughs> decades <Yes. now. laughs> yeah, and in fact here in tennessee uh, we talk about leadership you know uh, we passed the jason flat act named after my son yeah. which was one of the most aggressive in-service professional development training laws in the nation when it was passed uh, in 2007 what mm-hmm. it required every teacher in the state of tennessee to have two hours of suicide awareness and education training annually in mm-hmm. order to be certified to teach in the state didn't have to be our program mm-hmm. it can be anyone that was approved by the department of education uh, we now train on an average about 55 to 58,000 teachers in tennessee annually that's amazing so, yeah that I, my hat's off to our educators yes. throughout the state yeah. uh throughout uh, especially here in sumner county the teachers who take this not just well i've got to check this off i'm doing this as is to prepare me to really help my students and not only the students but the other kids in the community sure. so we're proud and and teachers are in a, in a spot where they can notice these things because yes. they see all these kids and how they interact or, or maybe they approach the teacher and express things you know what i mean and i've heard where they do have some counselors that would actually go into the school systems and if they have a a, a child that as of need the counselor comes in they might be an outside counselor or uh, the person's or the child's counselor that they may be seeing can actually go to school and pull them in right. for a session yeah, and there's help out there the, the mm-hmm. thing tennessee has one of the few states with the safety net well, that mm-hmm. was again through governor lee and and commissioner williams mm-hmm. uh, department of mental health was big on this one mental health thing if you don't have insurance you don't have the means to do this you fall into that Tennessee safety net, and you can find behavioral health yeah. and quality. We don't mean you're just down the road or you're just trying to catch whatever's available. Quality mental health services are mm-hmm. made available. So we have to, here in Tennessee, we're very fortunate, but we've got to get people to know that they can reach out for that. Absolutely, and it's there, for real. And Brett, with the, the programs you have in place right now, what are, what are some of those that you offer? To kind of go back to the educators, one of our most successful programs is our professional development series. It was created with educators in mind to meet those continuing education requirements uh, that are tied to the Jason Fladek, but really could prove useful to anyone that comes into regular contact with a young person on, on a daily basis. We have a wonderful set of, I believe, 15 now, uh, ranging from two hours, uh, which really focus on getting go- going in-depth on the problem of suicide and suicide prevention, and then our one-hour ones, which really look at different topics and how they relate to suicide. Mm-hmm. Since we came out with the one uh, about bullying and suicide, it's been one of our most popular training modules that we have. But recently, we came out with three additional ones that we are very proud of. Uh, one is uh, dealing specifically with elementary schools. You know, the problem of nice. suicide yeah. and depression are, are not exclusive to the older generations by any means. And unfortunately, what we are seeing is the problem trending younger and younger. So this is one program that the first one we know of for, for this age group. And, and so uh, one we're really proud about providing information that's specific to these elementary schools. We have another one uh, that talks about suicide prevention tools for school professionals, whether that be the counselor or the 
principal, um, mm-hmm. anyone within that mental health field within the school system. Uh, and then Clark was, was gracious enough to film another one with two of our experts that, that we filmed with uh, to talk about contemporary issues, about the problems coming from the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, about stressors that are currently going on and safe Social messaging media, today. Yeah. Social media was one of the subjects. Yeah, I mean, that's there. I mean, it's got to be a part of this thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then we also completely, I wouldn't say completely, but we also revamped our student curriculum for uh, grades 7 through 12. We offer a student curriculum. You know, many times peers will see changes in their friends far beyond, uh, far quicker than anyone else. And so we need to let young people know what to look out for They uh, when they notice these changes in behavior in mm-hmm. their friends like we talked about. And so this has been extremely successful. We have it available through various means, uh, but one that has proven to be quite successful so far is the availability to stream it online. So someone within that school system streams this curriculum straight from their computer, straight from the internet, and provides uh, this possibly life-saving information to that student body. And Mm -hmm. uh, just looking at some of the information over the last month, we've probably had four or five different schools within Sumner County that are currently using the the streaming curriculum from our website. Well, you know, back years ago, they had the D.A.R.E. program. You remember that, the the drug program that they initiated into the school system. And of course, that kind of faded away because people got the message kind of withered away you know don't do drugs kind of thing but this seems like this would be a, a great program to put in the schools that can make it part of the curriculum somehow yeah and it's not going to go that is different it, it's mm. not something we're ever going to regretfully get totally ahead of i sure. mean as new generations come up you're going to have new challenges new mental health emotional health challenges not just pandemic related we're talking about pr- prior you know prior to the pandemic was when i said nationally the second leading cause of death mm-hmm. that was in 2019 2020 prior to the pandemic hitting so this is something that's going to be with us so we're going to have to prepare each generation plus as as people do is is go through life itself it provides those situations that can affect mental and emotional health so so brett what do we have coming up you got anything new happening absolutely so clark mentioned earlier that this is our 25th anniversary so on october 14th we are celebrating that 25th anniversary with an open house so we wanted to come on today and and invite everyone uh, out we will be providing tours of our corporate office sharing stories of our rich history and and providing programs that we can to the community Uh, friday october 14th from 10 a.m to 2 p.m here in Hendersonville, Tennessee, we are located at 18 Volunteer Drive. Yep, we're gonna have hot dogs and hamburgers too. Good, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. Yep, yep, yep. We gotta put that one in. <laughs> and people can stop by, grab a burger, or a thing at lunch, or even probably that. Get to meet some of our folks and talk talk in person about it. While I'm talking, I'm, I'm entering that into my my calendar right now. So yeah, and it's I think it's just a great way to expose people to this information. Uh, we're proud but, to call uh, Hendersonville home. Our corporate we have 173 offices across the country, mm-hmm. and they're all headquartered out out of Hendersonville. So wow. we're very proud of our our Hendersonville heritage. Well, you got to keep Brett busy, you know. <laughs> you keep him out of trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think it's great that you're doing this awareness thing. And, and then, of course, Brett, when, when you all spoke at the chamber, I, I, I was amazed and I was very impressed that you were doing that because 
you just have to get out yeah. as much as you can to educate these people and let them know these resources are here and that you're here for them. Absolutely, and that's one of the reasons we're so thankful for this opportunity. Anytime yeah. that we can get in front of the community, we'll take that opportunity. Yeah. You know, with the foundation as it is 25 years, it's, it's kind of mind-blowing that it's been this long, uh, like we said before, but you've done great things with it, great strides. You've, you're all across the country, which I'm really impressed by. I don't know how you did that, but <laughs> that's a lot of work. We've, we've been blessed. A lot yeah. of work, but a lot of key people put in front of us just at key times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just our our team has done a r- remarkable job, but the good Lord's put good people in front of us at the right time who said, hey, can you go here? Can you do this? Through this blessing, we've been out there. I, w- I wish there were 100 Jason Foundations out there because yeah. that's how the need is. But but we're proud of what we've been able to do and, and really proud of our heritage. We wouldn't be in existence if it wasn't for the good folks of Sumner County who in 1997 did church dances or church dinners and uh, little fundraisers that, that kept us going. So yeah. we never want to forget where we came from. Well, you're doing great things. I mean, I, I just, I, I mean, I can't say it enough because it's, it's such an important thing. And when you start uh, looking at these numbers and the statistics, it, it, you can't help but just take recognition of it and react. Now, if somebody wanted to get involved to help the organization, I'm sure you, you'll take volunteers and uh, donations are always accepted, I would imagine. Yes, yeah, because we don't charge for any. Like we yeah. said, we, one, yeah. one thing since 97, we've never charged for any wow. program or resource we do. Just in Tennessee, you look at training over 55,000 teachers every year wow. and not charging a school or teacher or any cost. But yeah. of course, what we try to do is put mission first, goal first. The money has always been there. So right, we, yeah. we don't put the money first. So how would people get a hold of you guys? You can visit us at our website, jasonfoundation.com. Okay. There's a tab there dedicated to how you can become involved. It'll give you ideas what you can do within the community, how you can order our programs and possibly provide them to your school systems, to your youth organizations, to your churches. And then obviously we have a contact us tab on there. And then if someone is so inclined to a donate tab as well. That's always important. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> so listen, we're talking with Brett um, Marcial, the chief communication officer with the Jason Foundation, and of course, President Clark Flat. And Clark, man, I know how busy you are. Thanks for taking time to come in, and uh, we got to spread the word. That's what thank it's you. all about. We appreciate the help. Well, thank you very much. All right, that's wrapping up this edition of Summer County Spotlight here with Jeff Shannon. Join us next week, 10 o'clock, right here at WHIN. So that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Summer County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.